Hey everybody, welcome to the Growing with Fishes podcast. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the Growing with Fishes podcast, take two. Um, <laughs> thanks, Marty. Um, we, we tried to do a. <laughs> this is an aquaponic cannabis um, podcast. Uh, we try to do it every week or as often as we're able to. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Steve. Thanks, Marty. Okay, this is like the worst start we've had in a I while. Think, Everyone I think mute Marty's your on black there. Yeah. <laughs> Marty's dropping the ball uh, after a bunch of good launches. Well, uh, out, out I can here in, uh, totally froze. In Southern California, I'm uh, Tommy J. This is D-Man. We're hanging in the back cave here. And uh, they're kind enough to join us. They have a, a YouTube channel called uh, Old Fart Grows, and they have a whole bunch of great content on there, and we'll get into uh, all the Old stuff farts. that... Yep. <laughs> he grows. Yeah. He grows. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have this... Uh, we try to uh, you know inform the public on aquaponics and cannabis and why aquaponic cannabis is kind of the direction that you really want to consider moving to and um, you know all the different various points around both cannabis aquaponics and anything else that's related to either of those two topics um, that's why we're called growing with fishes so um, Marty what have you been up to this week and then I'll get into all the crazy stuff I got going on you see am I still muted in here no okay no you're good sorry my computer just had a meltdown <laughs> all right, this is your chance to recover. I might crash. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what have I been up to? I have been chopping plants. Um, a big weather storm is coming in, and luckily my plants were done anyway, so I didn't really have to worry about it too much. So I spent the last couple nice days chopping down all my plants, getting them hung up, trimming off the big leaves, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so. That's been that, setting up all of uh, all the drying racks, getting everything chopped down, hung up, dried out. And uh, yeah, it's been been good. You okay you over there, any, Steve? Uh, yep, you got any video of the, uh, the whole chopping process or any of that? Are you gonna do any videos on that or just with the this, this storm come? I know that storm's supposed to be the most powerful storm since at least 1964 that's hit the area. They're talking 150 yeah. mile an hour winds possibly. Up to yeah, I took some pictures, so I'll probably put up uh, some stills. But for the most part, I was it was still raining anyway, just not that bad. But um, so, well, towards the end anyway. But um, yeah, so I just chopped them down, got them in. Wanted to get them in before they got too wet, or else it takes a long time to dry. No. So no videos this time. <laughs> So is that it then for your uh, your outdoor grow? You're gonna break that down, or do you do winter crops, or what do you do for that? Um, I am gonna do some winter crops out there. Uh, I have a little tank heater that I'll drop in there, so hopefully it should be should be able to survive the freezing temperatures. And uh, I don't know if it gets too bad, I'll probably just empty everything out and unplug it. But uh, we'll see how it goes with the tank heater. I know those um, true aquaponics is a decently priced um you know bigger gauge heater this is like an 1800 watt heater for like 300 bucks or 200 bucks or something like that. yeah i jacked one from one of my buddies who does a lot of fish tank stuff so he had okay. one just sort of laying around and how many watts is it? 
I doesn't even say. I don't know. I it probably says on the charger, like the the plug. Yeah. I can see what its consumption is, but I haven't. He said he he had it in a two hundred gallon tank. So I don't know. Yeah, but I just know. remember your outdoor is gonna be. You're going to have a lot more to keep up with. You can get really nice 800-watt and 1,000-watt titanium heaters for you know, under $70 or $80. Um, you can also rig up a, a non-zinc-based um, you know, heater coil for a, mm -hmm. small tank, or a small tankless water heater or whatever if you have to. Yeah, it's got an inch of insulation on it as well. So I, I prepared it a little bit. We'll see how it goes. So that's been my cool. my stuff, just chopping, chopping and trimming. I've been up to uh, I've been up to a lot. I um, was doing some work over at uh, 151 Farms out in San Diego and wrapped that all up. Um, they're uh, back on track and uh, in a much better spot as far as their grow than uh, than when I got there, and it's they're really doing great now. Their uh, the gardens are looking pretty kick-ass. And um, now uh, I'm transitioning up. We're supposed to start another grow up here in northern San Diego. And then I have a new project I'm happy to announce with the um, L.A. School District I'm doing a work through a, uh, um, a nonprofit up there um, called the rootstock.org. And I'm happy to announce that. Um, and we're doing a bunch of uh, work for the L.A. School District in their uh, charter school up there and um, totally non-cannabis related just, uh, you know, Helping the kiddos advance their uh, their more hardcore, high-end uh, nutrient knowledge on on the aquaponic stuff, and, and doing a lot of work with them, and helping them get some uh, some sponsors to get some more equipment for the schools up there, and trying to you know help them out quite a bit, and that's been a lot of fun. And then I've been up at the uh, I was up at the um, uh, cannabis cup, uh, Southern California. That was a lot of fun. Got to meet a bunch of cool people. Um, I got to spend some time with the uh, Grow for Vets and, and hang out with them, uh, which is a little bit different than the, the Weed for Warriors. They're a separate group. And um, what else did I do there? Got some really cool, uh, some new cool connections. Met a lot of great people there. Um, met a couple fans of the show, actually, which was really dope. Uh, thanks for the, the couple of you guys that came out and, uh, and said hi. And um, that was a blast. And got a chance to see a whole bunch of different things that uh, – I don't know, or I guess less traditional. <laughs> um, but if you've been to the high time stuff, you kind of know what to expect. It's a little less of an industry type event. And then um, I'm happy to announce the uh, the first aquaponic cannabis grow. Um, I'll be doing a whole bunch of work with them um, in called Eco Cultivos down in Puerto Rico. And uh, we'll be down there later in the in the winter. Um, I'll have a bunch of video for there from them. We're building eight hundred by twenty foot greenhouses down there. Um, and that'll all be aquaponic cannabis. Um, it, it's going to be really dope. Um, I'll have more information for you guys in the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, that'll be really awesome. It's the first um, U.S. territory aquaponic cannabis grow in the um, at all. So that's that's really exciting. It's pretty large, and uh, I'm really happy to be back down in the Caribbean because it gets kind of cold up here. <laughs> Even in San Diego, I'm ready to go back to to, to the Caribbean. So too hot here that's what i've <laughs> that's what i've been up to lately um what do you guys have been up to over there uh, at the uh, old park Rose? you guys want to tell us about your guys uh what you guys do and your podcast and your channel and uh, give us a, a little walk through your grow and uh, just tell us what you're all about okay uh well we're not we're not aquaponics uh we're kind of new growers here um 
I, I wound up kind of accidentally getting into uh, growing. Uh, I had a situation where I was taking a whole lot of drugs uh, for health things for my, my back. It was oxy. Seven um, discs. Yeah, miss, I'm missing seven discs in my spine. I'm pretty messed up. So we, uh, we kind of got into this at the behest of our doctor. Uh, and we're trying to do things as clean as we can here. We're still what I guess you guys would call salt farmers, you know, because we, uh, we use this kind of stuff. Uh, you'll see it like when we walk around, but uh, we're trying to do things as clean as we can. We've uh, gotten into doing uh, bacteria stuff here. Uh, we finally got finished building our fort here. And this is, you know, where I hang with my son, uh, D-Man here. And uh, we started the YouTube thing as kind of like a lark. Uh, just, you know, having some fun. And because I was having a real hard time reading, I could at least put something on YouTube and go back and look at it myself. I, I never figured, you know, we'd have a whole bunch of friends along. So along the way, we've picked up friends. Uh, we've learned a couple of things. We've managed to keep some plants alive, keep our head above water, uh, learn a few things. And we just started kind of getting out in the community. It's when we ran into you over at the uh, project you were uh, kind of redirecting at uh, 151 Farms. Uh, we were just really interested in, you know, that kind of knowledge. So, you know, we're just here kind of playing, but yeah, if you want to take a look around, uh, we can show you around the back cave here. Let me just get you off the, uh, doodad here. Yeah. So yeah, this, let me, oh, <laughs> Little do you know that if you do this, if I can give them a good camera? You can give them a good camera take them around the back cave. Can, can you see the uh, back cave now? Not yet. Not like yep. Okay. Okay. So uh, this is the back cave. It's uh, now open. Uh, at 6 o'clock, lights come on. Uh, over here is our, I call it my root kitchen. Uh, this is all the stuff we have for uh, kind of mixing everything up. So I've got a blender there for mixing dry ingredients. Uh, we're... we're doing a top-down mostly. Uh, so we just use some basic uh, cocoa tech because we're on cocoa. Uh, we have a big mixing tank here. This thing's, uh, if you ever want to stop by, take a peek at it. Got a huge motor in it for doing our mixer. I used to uh, play with model trains when I was a kid. Just so you know, like what we're doing here is absolutely totally unnecessary. You don't have to go this crazy. But in the basement I grew up, we had you know, trains to play with is before video games, and I guess I'm still like that. So uh, along here, we have uh, all the different timers for the different pump areas, uh, West Flower Room, the teen section, which is right here, the moms uh, that we keep, you know, making sure our clones take, or if we need to get clones off them, they're all over there. East Flower Room's here, and a bedroom, which we'll take you to next, uh, is that way. Drain in here. I'm a... Uh, Converting this to a top-down for keeping, yeah, out of this tank out here. Converting that to uh, going to be a top-down, but you see under here, let's turn the lights on. And again, this is just stupid stuff. Please, you know, excuse us. Um, those are the lights so that when we open the new tanks, we have lights in there. Totally stupid. You don't have to do things like this. Uh, but we're, we're just having fun. Uh, they're run on high-pressure 50-pound pumps. Uh, and we we did this. We wanted to learn if we could honestly learn to grow responsibly, you know, cleanly. So we built everything as if we were going to do a bigger place, 
to learn how the equipment worked and everything. So there is a little bit of method to our madness, you know, just so we're not totally crazy here, but this is uh, the mom section. And over here is veg. And the lights aren't on in veg here because we don't have uh, anybody in here, but I'll put the house lights on for you. Oh, that's game mode. This is a four by six uh, top-down system. We have the res down here. Uh, this whole table moves side to side. Oh, this is kind of built. I, I can't bend over and different things like that. So what our what we're doing is like showing things you can do if you're up to about a wheelchair, you know, how to move things around and uh, be able to grow. But all the walls are co coated in elastomeric roofing material. Uh, we spray everything down with bleach and uh, everything and hydrogen peroxide in between each run. Uh, it's always flying in the back cave. Um, we have a CO2 system back here. We're going to convert it to uh, the regular gas, but right now it's still on propane. So we have the uh, tanks down there. Uh, on light rails, we have double-ended. This is a regular uh, double-ended metal halide. We're going to be switching this to the same uh, bulbs we're running in here. These are uh, 630s. They're two 315s in a double-ended configuration from Grower's House. Unreal. Or Grower's Choice. Grower's Choice, that's who it is. They just... They made the girls going from double-ended high-pressure sodium to these, and these are the only three plants we grow, so we, you know, we kind of know them a bit. They wound up frosting, and when they were finishing, they went through fall colors rather than just yellowing to go away, like they always do under the high-pressure sodium. So we've got uh, chronic thunders in here. Uh, two chronic thunders on the outside, four Ramis, two over there. Uh, that's Louise. Uh, her sister Thelma is uh, in the other room. We'll say hi to her in a minute. Oh, nice. Dragonfly is supposed to be. Oh well. Do you want to show them the the table movers you guys have? I think that was really cool, and I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah. The, the table mover, this thing here. Yeah, it's got sure. a. Yeah. A pulley system down in under here, so that even a wuss could. The table back and forth. Cause yeah, I'm a wuss, and you see back there, there's a pulley on the wall, and it's just you know little little physics things you play with on a napkin, nothing fancy, but by by having it, it's on wheels on the wall, uh, and they're just like little caster wheels. Everything is like used equipment in here. Oh, yeah. Things we got from Harbor Freight. We are cheap bastards. You have no idea. This is the res tank for the bedroom. Through a drip feed system that you know you can do half the room at a time if you want or whatever. But these are they're in their out of the way position right now. But normally they'd be sitting like this, and they just hover there, right over the plant. And so once when they first get in here, it's once every other day, but eventually it's once every day. They get their watering uh, automatically by a timer through the tank right underneath. And if we ever have to flush when we make mistakes, which we do, then we can just flush it through. Everything goes away. And it goes. And uh, this yeah. table here oh. is raised slightly in the front, so everything drains to the back. 
and at the back there's a drain that goes down and along the wall here, and you can see flows into the flower room here, all the way around the bottom of the flower room, taking the drainage from these black cups underneath that are slanted in the bottom to make sure not too much water stays in them. Here, I'll show. You wanna? Yeah, there we go. Got slanted cement cups, so the water always drains out our drain system. So we can reclaim our water and test it eventually. We don't have that set up yet, but we're going to. Um, and then, as we said, all of it's automatically fed whenever it needs to be on its uh, digital timers. Uh, yeah. We're here. If we could convert this over to start running some fish through here. You know, put the fish outside and then uh, do a, uh, a top-down kind of a thing. Show the wind tunnel from over there. Which one? Oh, oh, that's right, yeah. The, uh, the, the whole uh, air movement. Boy, this is not looking good in this room. I know. Shit. I think it's the iron. Yeah, I, I, I haven't, I haven't been out here in about two weeks. It yeah. It seems like it might just be that. But nope. It's too late for this. Is that just yeah. yellowing? Yeah. Or what? I can't really see. Yeah, yeah it's yellowing. How far along are they? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been here in two weeks. I've been kind of lost. Is that better color? Yeah, a little bit. That's uh, at least the yeah, method seven on it. So, yeah, they really do look that bad. We've had this happen before. Yeah, it's, so you can tell me. Um, and uh, Steve, you said something about, oh, I'm on the wrong side of the uh, camera. No wonder it's on this side. Okay, there we go. You said something about, um, oh, did I lose you? No, we're here. Okay, it just froze. It just froze on my end and I freaked out. Okay, you said something about, that it might be the grow stone raising the pH and locking out some of the iron. It's making them yellow up at the top. So you'll, it's more noticeable over here. You see that just slightly, it's not by much, but you can see that the tops are just a little bit lighter, a little bit yellower. Um, yeah, it looks like than the rest, and, and more so than the normally are i guess or healthily yep. i'd assume they are and we couldn't figure out what started causing this so it's and either, you said it might yeah so the growth stone can actually it's it's very high in silica and the silica when it dissolves into the water most of the time raises ph um and that can actually raise your ph outside of the zone where it's easily uptakeable by the plant depending on what key of iron you're using so what I would do, or my suggestion would be to check the pH of the water that's coming off your runoff. So the water that's coming out the, the, the plant when you water it. Um, Looks like we'll have to snap on working on that. Yeah, because as it is, you can see uh, it all drains right out in between these two rooms. Mm -hmm. And we just have it tied into sure. uh, just, just drainage. So... Um, Sure. I guess we'll have to. So, is the drainage from the other room what's watering it? I'm sorry, what was that? 
is the drainage from the other room going to water the plants or is it just going through there like a drainage pipe um a word at the uh the drainage like is um is capturing the water from all of the uh pots and uh hold on right here Sorry. But they're not like in line, right? The drain just goes out. It doesn't go to other plants. No, every, no, it, every pot drains into the drain on its own. Okay. okay. There's, a whole line, there's a main yeah. line that runs through the whole back cave. Mm -hmm. The sewers and the Joker lives down there and everything. And uh, awesome. so uh, everything, yeah, each pot, you could just go in and pour something through one pot and it would just drain out. So, yeah, it doesn't go past each other. What do you guys pH your your feed to? Five eight. Yeah, I would. I agree with Steve. You should probably test the runoff and see, or okay. even get a soil tester um, mm -hmm. well, and test some of your pots. Test the runoff because we have it all on a capture system, and we can even check each plant individually. Runoff. We just pop the the drain hose off the plant and capture right off. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If you have. On. Your whole room looks that way, though, too. So, you know, it's not like it's limited to plants. So I would just pick one or two of them and then uh -huh. and then also do the, the full drain off. You might be able to kind of compare, figure out where where it's getting yeah, spiked. We've not, been, we've not been real good with that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all good. That's, that's supposed to pick up on. So, yeah, that's the uh, back cave. Uh, thanks for uh, stopping by. If you have any questions, uh, you know, you're welcome to uh, Old Fart Grows. If you want to stop by and you know kind of peek around the garden uh we're not real big on knowledge uh we kind of hang out have fun we listen to music in the back cave uh, not real serious uh we are starting to get serious about wanting to learn to grow and also get involved in the community like with the things uh, steve you're bringing up uh about the laws and stuff and you know, your research on that and uh that's one of the main reasons we're here right on well i think you you definitely put a lot of you know, you can tell you put a lot into what you have there. And uh, the design, I think, definitely looks great. I would, obviously, I, I would prefer we change what you feed your plants a little bit. But um, aside from that, it looks no, like you put a lot of work into that. it. We're coming along with that. <laughs> so well, other than that, it looks great. Um, and I think that, you know, the, even the issues that you showed with the yellowing are definitely, you know, some growing pains that everybody runs into. Um, you know, like I even had pH issues on this last outgrow, outdoor grow that I just had. You know, it's just one of those things. Go out of town for a few days, the neighbors here, you know, shit happens. Yeah. So you also do a, a podcast yourself, right? You want to talk about some of the friends and stuff you've made with your channel and just, I don't know, some experiences and just how you, well, you know, we're, enjoyed uh, the we're community. A we're a little different than that. Um, Part of, it's going to sound a little crazy, but mostly what we do on our channel is uh, just like updates what we're doing in the garden, uh, mm -hmm. things that are going well, things that we're making mistakes. We just like leave it all on the table. Uh, mm -hmm. Along the way, we've picked up a lot of friends that have you know helped us get to where we can actually you know get something to finish and it's you know tasty. Yeah. And, and get a little bit of feedback there from something. Oh, uh, that's uh, one yeah, of the zones I was about getting to fed. That. Yeah, well, oh. here in the background is one of our. Yeah, I'll kill it. Yeah, I'll kill it. Um, yeah, we'll the, uh, one of the rooms is feeding. Sorry. Um, 
So what we do in our channels, like mostly that little short ones or these update things. And then we do these ridiculously long videos, like two and a half, three hours, sometimes four hours and they're vlogs. And literally what they are is I just put a camera on my head and walk around here doing what you do in a garden. So sometimes you can watch me wash fans for half an hour. Uh, one of the things when I was trying to learn about what's going on, what it took to grow, uh, knowing I, and I, I was on a walker and everything at the time, I was actually in bed for about 20 hours a day. And, and I needed to know what does it require actually getting a plant that you can deal with. Because a lot of shows are all like 15 minutes and all you see is some good plants and next week it looks good and next week it's in the bag. And oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. And I had no idea how long any of those things took. So uh, we're a weird kind of a channel for, for that reason. When I was laying in bed, I used to watch hours and hours, anything I could find on growing to, to literally learn because I, you know, I just didn't have the access. I couldn't get around. I, I, I had to be driven places laying down, you know, so that's, that's not real chipper around town. So we're kind of a different channel like that. We just don't have a direction. We just, we're just hanging out here. And uh, some folks have come by and uh, we, you know, been making friends and it's just kind of cool. And, and I guess the other thing is uh, our, we try to show stuff that hopefully somebody can do, you know, uh, and, and we're trying to make our grow cleaner and learn more as we go, uh, which is, you know, again, why we're, you know, Dee's going to go up and work with you, Steve, on the uh, project in uh, Los Angeles. We're excited for that. Have a lot of those things. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of that's kind of the uh, the back gate here at Old Park Rose, right? Anything else? Maybe sometime he'll put Warframe videos on. Uh, we'll we'll mirror his Warframe stuff. Uh, he's he's one of those space ninjas, so uh, there, there might be new stuff in the future. Who knows? <laughs> <coughs> I think you might have a little cross market there. You might you might get a few stoners to tune into that too. He says that's the best game on the planet for stoners is Warframe. Right. <laughs> well, that sounds like an interesting take. I like how you have the, you know, you show a little bit more than just the updates. You know, actually just strapping a camera on and, and uh, showing yeah. people what, you know, sort of like what it goes in and do it all the time. <laughs> so. That sounds so like, like the short, yeah, like our short videos. If you just want to kind of see like a drive by, like oh, okay, da da da, and uh, but for people who just want to watch, and we have like people in Sweden and other countries and stuff that like will watch all this and and it's interact like four with hours us. Of video. And they'll find like some little thing that we did, and they'll they'll school us, and we're like, yes, <laughs> it is so awesome, you know, that we get. And we've gotten schooled on a lot of stuff, and uh, it's definitely helped to grow along. And so we just like to kind of pay it forward. <laughs> it's sort of like, uh, you know, crowdsourcing your education when you put stuff up yes. like that, mm -hmm. because you can get so many different ideas and different things. And obviously some of them you have to throw out and always consider the source. You know, don't, don't believe everything you read on the internet, but definitely it gives you a, a way more insight than you could get even, you know, if you just went around and started asking everybody you knew, you still don't, couldn't get to the same number of people than by just posting a video and, you know, letting anybody watch it who's interested provide feedback. And you get experienced feedback and not experienced feedback, and you get, you know, new Slightly ideas and old ideas. Feedback. It's just a whole variety of stuff. Yeah. 
Well, that's one of the reasons I'm pretty eager to uh, introduce our folks to what's going on over here at Pope Ponics because, I mean, you, like when I was a contractor, sometimes we used to work with uh, designers. And some of these designers, they literally could breathe color. Like you'd have paints that would be mismatched and they would just like grab some tints and throw it in there and it would like be spot on. And uh, I, I definitely watch how you guys approach the nutrients and stuff. Uh, really understanding what's going on, you know, at the at the at the level where it matters and, and, and how things are are interacting. So you know, we're really interested in having folks uh, from our place. So we're hopefully, you know, getting some people over here because I think you're kind of growing what you're doing, uh, reducing the water and everything. I I think this is paramount. Uh, you know, one of the things I like we, we were hanging out with Steve at a party, and uh, he's passionate about doing things right, you know, and uh, we want to support that. We recognize we have a bigger footprint here than we like. Uh, we're, we're looking at uh, moving this forward to solar uh, so that we can, you know, maintain what we have and and not be, you know, burning carbon and stuff for it. So uh, yeah, we support what you guys are doing a whole lot. Yeah, really if you're looking for maybe some more information on, on stuff that's sort of like, a, you know, might be a baby step towards, um, doing something more organic is check into earth boxes and look at those. They have, uh, if you Google probiotic wellness garden, they have this, um, it's basically like a pre-made package that you can use for um, a sip planter or sub irrigated planter, which is kind of similar to what you guys are doing right now. And uh, you might be able to find some good conversion ideas there. Um, if you, if you check it out, but basically it, you know, it sort of follows the same idea of being able to just, uh, you know, buy a product and put it in a box and throw a plant in it and let it grow. So it's very simple in that, in that way, but it's, uh, it's all based on probiotics and organic and um, PFA approved, the Probiotic Farmers Alliance. So definitely um, give those a check out. It's sort of like a baby step between aquaponics and what you're doing now. We set up what we were doing here. We were doing RDWC. Yeah, and we set this up with these bags so that because we found we could keep a bacteria culture alive in this bag. Mm -hmm. And boy, once we started getting and we're not, I mean, knowledgeable. We've just done something with the uh, the recharge here and the amina, uh, the amina, some, you know, things get getting some things going in there. But boy, that changed everything in here. It's like things got tasty. Uh, crazy strong drippy you know so uh yeah we're, we're definitely interested in learning definitely cool that sounds good so steve i know you had some uh legal topics you wanted to get to tonight did you want to start in on some yeah. of those i know you had a lot of updates we haven't gotten to yeah i spent a lot of time um actually i was gonna to touch on one thing before that but i spent a lot of time researching um uh, I'm still spending a little bit of research time where I wasn't able to get all the states finished for this episode, but we'll touch on the rest next episode. And I'll touch on a couple of points that I wasn't able to completely nail down before this episode for some of the states. But um, I wanted to do a, uh, I really wanted to try and cover a, should you vote or not on these different ballot initiatives based on the merit of the legalization initiative, not whether or not it's blanketly legalizing cannabis, which we all want that but whether or not this is a bill worth putting forth and then trying to work with after the fact. Um, and a lot of these aren't worth voting for. Um, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it kind of sucks. Um, 
but uh, before I get into all that rabbit hole, I wanted to do a big shout out to um, uh, Dude Grow Show, um, uh, Fish Ganja Guy, a real good friend of mine and friend of the show, uh, often posts here on the uh, Aquaponic Podcast, regularly writes in the questions for for, uh, for you guys, um, was on, had a really amazing interview on the Dude Grow Show and definitely go get a chance to check it out. Um, uh, and it was, I don't know, they covered a lot of great topics on aquaponics and um, a little bit about what he's doing. And uh, I don't know, I thought it was really great. And um, I don't definitely go check it out. Um, so uh, we'll get started. Um, of the ones I'm going to cover today, let's do the one that I think you should actually vote for first. And I'm saying that now without aquaponic dummy here who Hopefully he'll be able to join us next episode. He had an event and wasn't able to join us this time. Um, and he can comment a little bit more firsthand on it because he's actually in Maine. But um, I, from what I can tell, that is the, the only initiative of the four, four that we're going to cover today that I would highly recommend voting on. I don't see any ridiculous restrictions. There are, they do, there's two classes of licenses, a 3,000 square foot canopy grow, which is pretty small, and a... Um, uh, over 3,000 square foot and they have different tax brackets and all that um, and that's the one that I would highly recommend um, you know voting for um, it allows adults to have up to two and a half ounces and a couple of other nice things that are a little bit nicer than some of the other states also allows for home growing without too many ridiculous restrictions but um, if I miss something there I'm sure aquaponic dummy will point it out next week um, next up we have California's Prop 64. California's Prop 64 has a whole slew of problems. Um, we'd all love to see legalized weed in, in, um, in uh, uh, California, but the problem is is that it's this bill is garbage. I actually got a chance to spend, and you guys may have seen it on the uh, aquaponic um, cannabis growers group, I actually got a chance to spend time with Dennis Perone was the author of 215 back in 1996 and I spent about two days off and on with him uh, talking to him um, I wanted to get him on an interview but he's since had a, um, a stroke a couple years back and he's he, he just talks so quiet it just was not working out so I do apologize if you weren't able to get him on film or get him to join us for a show or a YouTube video but um, I um, did get a chance to talk to him and he says it's gonna gut 215 you know, if you look at the way it's written, it allows townships to restrict even patients down to six plants or less, ban it outright if they want, you know, oh, doctors can't ban your opiate use. If that, if they want that, I want the ability to have a vote and I want to be able to ban opiate use in my county and force people to do that. That's because that's bullshit. That's the exact same equivalent. And there's no reason that any of that should be in this bill. The other thing is, why is medical cannabis even in this bill? It should be strictly a recreational legalization bill, and medical shouldn't even be part of it. It should be just like Colorado. They're two separate bills. They're two separate creatures. Cannab cancer patients and people like me with celiacs and IBS, and I have another immune autoimmune system disorder, should not have to pay rec prices just to make it through the day. That's ridiculous. Not when I can grow 96 plants in California and grow and actually provide almost all my medicine for myself at the cost of whatever my grow cost is, which is completely reasonable. You know, why should I not be allowed to provide for myself? Okay. It increases mandatory minimums on all of your um, sentencing. So, and another great example is the sentencing is 27 
0.5 grams, I believe it is. Um, if you're caught or pulled over with over that, so say the dispensary scale happens to be heavy or the guy's nice and gives you an extra gram or whatever, because we all know that happens on a regular basis if you've ever been to a dispensary. Um, they always, you know, especially nicer dispensaries or ones you go to a lot will always weigh you out heavy. Okay. Now, if you get pulled over on the way home, you're facing a mandatory minimum of two, almost two years because they changed the way the sentencing guidelines are in amendment, in amendment 64 to be shall serve, not may, shall slash may, which allows the judge to have discretion. It intentionally changes the mandatory minimums to, again, refill up those prisons that they dumped out two years ago. The private prison lobby is voting for 264. That should tell you right there why that that part of the bill is BS. So that's just here in California. Um, Again, it also allows them to start regulating 215s much more heavily than they are now, which has already been, they already passed a regulation bill about that earlier in the year. Why are we passing the whole second one? Why is hemp production at all in Amendment 64? That There's a whole two separate bills in California that already regulate the hemp production market, and there really isn't anyone complaining about it. Um, it also bans public use. So the cannabis cup that I went to a couple days ago, all the smoke sessions that go on in California, all those, the emerald cup, Chalice Cup, all those will cease to exist. You will not be able to smoke cannabis in public at any of those events. This shit happened in Denver. They don't let you do any of that crap anymore. So why would you vote for any of this crap? Like, it's completely ridiculous. It also sets up um, a classification of licenses where most growers, if you want to have completely vertical grow, you have to either have a 10,000 square foot or less grow facility, or you have to have a class five license, which isn't even available for the first five years. But basically those class five licenses are allow complete integration top to bottom from seed to sale and processing as well and transport. And that would allow basically after five years, like Philip Morris and all these big companies to pretty much just wreck everybody. Like they'll have a short period of time where all these smaller companies and everyone can kind of feel like they're getting their market share and then they'll just get crushed. Um, it's just the way that it's written. There's no protections for any of these other smaller licenses, class one through four. Once those class fives are able to operate, it doesn't, it's just completely asinine the way it was written in terms of market competitive, uh, competitive uh, competitiveness. So there's just a bunch of different reasons. Um, the other, another good reason is whoever wrote the bill didn't even proofread it. If you actually read the bill start to bottom, there's three separate limits on concentrates that they says in the bill. Okay. Why is there three different limits on the amount of concentrates? Okay. It's some, at least be consistent, you know, for, you know, for Christ's sake or, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, for Pete's sake, why are we like, it's just, I don't understand. You have all these states like, Right, even Oregon, right, copy and paste Oregon's, which is what they did down in Jamaica, which needed a whole bunch of amending, but at least it applies to the United States market. Or Colorado, where it's been working really well for years and years, or two, year, two, two years now, where, granted, that's a big jump from California's market in terms of quality control because of who's doing the production, rather. California allows for home growers to supply to dispensaries where Colorado doesn't, but, um, you know, that... Uh, 
there's no reason why they couldn't come up with some type of hybrid model where you have to get your stuff, you know, pre-tested, um, which is kind of what I've been suggesting the whole time. And what I suggested to the, the Jamaicans when I was down there is have a facility set up where they can grow their own, get it lab tested in a little facility, get their little certification stamp, and then that allows it to be sold on the market because that allows you to get around, kind of make both parties happy. So uh, Amendment 64 is just complete garbage and you shouldn't vote for it. I'm really, it's really sad to see some of the other big YouTubers um, like Grow Your Greens and some of these other guys that just didn't even bother to read the bill and they're just voting on blind legalization. Um, there's a couple of other really big YouTubers that are putting up some pretty like just uneducated videos where they didn't bother to read the bill. Like I'm happy to debate anybody if you just read the bill start to finish and then we can debate the points that are in the bill that are just ridiculous. Um, the other thing is, why is the first 50 million going to CHPD? Screw CHPD. CHPD gets more than enough money. You know, the, the cops here are heavily militarized. Why don't they trade in some of their highly militarized weapons they got from the Iran-Afghan war, trade it in for some training and, you know, some, some more, uh, you know, checkpoints or whatever the heck they feel they need to do to make the road safe or whatever they want um, to make themselves happy about the legalization. They don't need any more money. It should be like Colorado where the first 40 or 50 million goes to the schools. You know, the children and the education system is suffering more than anything else in this country right now. And in the healthcare system, that's what they do in Colorado. There was it Aurora spent $30 million a couple months ago um, to build a whole new homeless facility, homeless shelter and medical facility. And that was all with cannabis proceeds on their local, they're like 2.2% tax on, on, on cannabis just in Aurora alone. You know, this is ridiculous. So yeah, don't vote for 64. I've heard a lot of that, you know, from a lot of different people. I haven't read it myself, so I can't say too much about it. And I'm not in California, so obviously it doesn't directly apply to me. But I can tell you that if you put through any sort of legislature, they're going to find anything that they can to take advantage of. And if you've already found stuff to take advantage of, then you should probably not vote for it. But I do see a lot of support for it um, from people that probably, like you're saying, that haven't, haven't read it. Yep, they just see legalization and they're like, oh, well, it failed last time. Let's make sure we get it through. Colorado's doing great. Well, yeah, it is because it was done right. But your 64 isn't written well. So until we get one that's worth voting for, vote no. Like, you don't want to get it set up to where you completely screw up the whole market. Look at Oregon and Washington. Both of them had completely botched their, their rollouts. Um, Washington... They're initially set up, what was it, 40 metric tons, I think it was, or 80 metric tons of cannabis was allowed to be grown in the state. They set up like a, a, a weight target for growth for the year, and they blew through that in like four months or some, something like that. It was ridiculous. So they totally botched that. And then you had the whole concentrates debacle, and then the whole, why don't, here, why don't you tell us all the debacles they had in Oregon? Because you, you could actually yeah, I mean, basically... <clears throat> Even though it's written right in Measure 91 that you that you shouldn't be able to limit um, any medical cannabis on the city or county level, it's I mean it's basically right right in the 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 bill. So how they figured to just ignore that, I'm not really sure. But um, you know they they've used wording in the legislation legislation 
to be able to do that. So it defined, the, the legislation defined cannabis as a farm use crop. So basically what that means is if you have any county regulations that are existing or that you want to put in, um, then you can do that. So basically they limit the number of farm use plants that they can have in different zones like residential zones, for instance, here in Jackson County or other counties have basically banned them all together or, or they put smell ordinances on it. And, uh, so that basically you can't grow outside, you have to grow inside. So sometimes you have to get a special permit. Like I had to drop 1500 bucks on my permit to be able to grow outside. Uh, they cut the number of plants down. I can't grow for anybody besides myself unless I want to report everything that I grow uh, to the state. So, and by mean everything I grow, I literally mean every plant that I grow, I have to send them a little report on how big it is and what stage it's in and how old it is. And um, if I harvest it, how much yield I took off of it, um, you know, just like a ridiculous amount of information even if I just want to grow for my buddy or my dad or my, you know, friend that has cancer or my stepfather that also has vertebrae issues in his neck. Um, you know, like if I, if I wanted to just do a favor for a buddy, I can't, can't even do that. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a number of things in Oregon, but probably the most important one and, and the one that stemmed, I think from all of them is just the fact that, uh, we had so many county and city officials that wanted to interpret the legislation in any way they could to continue to keep them out of their towns and save the children. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of been the shit storm that's been Oregon for, um, you know, going on a year and a half now. Are there so, people getting rowdy and trying to, uh, you know, not sense into the process and kind of move things along? Yeah. Um, it also helped that they, they fucked up the rollout of the reporting system. So like the first wave of reporting, almost nobody could report even if they wanted to. Um, and a lot of people obviously just opted not to. So there hasn't been like any real uh, that I know of. Obviously, maybe that that's different. I know quite a few people that do report, but I, I haven't heard of anybody like checking up on them or getting any type of fines for not doing it. And I know people that haven't reported at all yet, but I, I know it's it's going to be, you know, going to be soon that they start getting warnings or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's been it's definitely been a challenge uh, here in Jackson County for anybody that's a relatively small grower or zoned anything residential, even like Woodland residential is uh, still considered a residential property. So they have lots of limitations on how many plants you can grow that are less than what the state limit is. And that's, you know, that's essentially directly against the legislation. Um, and all the wetland stuff you have up there too. What's that? All the wetland stuff you have up there too. Right. Yeah, I used to be up there. Yeah, the wetland stuff was very, very serious when you're building anything, right? 
yeah like right out i right on the other side of my back fence is a wetland so like for the back like 250 feet of my property i can't even build any type of structure right. with right. any type of foundation or anything like that and and i'm not even necessarily against that stuff but when you limit me to only be able to grow 10 plants and i can't do it outside in the natural sun because my neighbor has a sensitive nose that i have an issue with i feel like that's pretty ridiculous so um you know, I don't get to complain because he's an asshole and I don't like assholes, but uh, nobody finds him for that. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't need a permit to be an asshole from the county. Like maybe he could be a, just an asshole inside, right? Like you can't be an asshole outside unless you have the asshole permit. Like, yeah, it just seems ridiculous to me that, um, that and it's not even a cheap permit. I mean, we're talking 1500 bucks here. Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah. not like a, you know, a small amount of money, especially to, to small growers. And I think that's ultimately who they wanted to squash anyway. Um, you know, to, to a big grower, um, you know, 1500 bucks is probably not that big of a deal. Uh, but to somebody like myself, it, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's a big hit to the pocketbook. So I definitely yeah. am not I, happy I, with I, the like, county. We're only four lights here. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just hanging here, you know, in the fort. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so it is nice that you can have, um, you know, that everybody has access, I guess, in terms of the dispensary. Like I, I talk to a lot of people now because like you were talking about, you get more involved with the community and more people talk to you and you hear about more stuff and they ask you questions. And, you know, so I got involved with a guy out of Illinois who's with Weed for Warriors. Um, and uh, he's been on the podcast before. His, his name is Adam. And I joined the group um, there so that I could help answer questions and stuff. Uh, so it's an Illinois-based group, and they're posting stuff all the time about all of their regulations, and it's horrible. Like, even medical patients are limited to an ounce of product at a time, uh, maybe two ounces, but I think it's an ounce. They, it's yeah. all stored. They can only buy the dispensary. You can't grow yourself at all. And yep. you can't even see the product before you buy it. It's in sealed containers grown by state grows. And you have to buy it at the dispensary. So no matter what your medicine you is at, at a cost. Wow. So I definitely am grateful that, of the stuff that we have here. But I, you know, I do feel like legalization definitely affected the medical industry in a very negative way, both in Oregon and Washington because of that legislation. And and I, I don't even think it was necessarily the legislation's fault. I think I, I've said this before on the podcast and, and just in other conversations too, but, uh, you know, the most important thing at this point is going to be your local city and county board members. They're going to be the last ones to interpret pretty much anything that happens right now until things change on the federal level, and we get some sort of federal legalization, they're going to be the, the troops on the ground that are going to decide when and how to regulate you or any of those things because there is no precedent set. So, um, you know, if you're headed towards legalization, I, you know, or especially if you're going to vote for legalization in any of your states, uh, also make sure you vote for your council members, anybody who's up for anything uh the, the more local the better because that's who's going to end up screwing you in the long run is whoever's on on those local 
county boards. So here in Southern Oregon, you know, obviously you get a, a very, uh, you know, you get a very red vote, I guess we'll say. Um, and we definitely did not, or, or I guess blue, right? Which one is it? Which one's Republican? Blue? Uh, the, the, the red ones. Red? The blue ones are the Smurfs and the red ones are the Republicans. Okay, that's it. Anyway, we get a heavy Republican vote around here either way. Uh, and so um, that was what happened. We had a lot of, uh, you know, right wingers on all of our different boards that, um, you know, ultimately decided to screw us over in any way they could and have and extort us for money. And they, they have mine, which sucks, but I didn't have much choice. I'm too close into town to hide from anybody. So not much I can do about that. I mean, obviously the indoor grow, you know, is fine, but the, you know, the outdoor one is the one that, you know, it produces the, you know, much more than I produce inside. The, yeah. It gets you through the season. Right. Right. The, the indoor is more like just the hobby stuff that keeps me sane in the wintertime when I can't grow anywhere else. <clears throat> but yeah, as far as that's my advice on legalization is, especially if you're going to vote for legalization, no matter where you are, vote, you know, find out how you think your local council members are going to interpret whatever legalization is that passes. Um, that's my, that's my best advice. Absolutely. I was trying to, uh, there was another site that had some points on 64 stuff. I was trying to pull it up, but I can't seem to find it. Oh, here it is. I'm just going to see if I missed any other points. Hold on a second. Oh, I didn't look at uh, chat. Have you been watching that? Yeah. I didn't see. Let me double check. Yeah, nobody in chat. I mean, there's people watching right now. There's actually quite a few people watching. Just nobody's talking. Um, yeah, so... Uh, oh, so um, we'll move on, I guess, at the moment to, a, uh, to Arizona. So Arizona's voting on their bill, and Arizona's bill has a couple of issues. Arizona's bill is kind of like... Um, on the fence because you could kind of go either way, but it's it's more bad than good. Hold on, it's like too many tabs open trying to organize stuff for you guys. All right, so Arizona's is called Prop 205, um, and it's another one of those bills where the recreational market's gonna slowly replace, or pretty quickly replace the medical market. Um, one of the other things that's different about Arizona's bill is it also retains felonies for minor, what is considered minor possession in most other states. So that's also kind of, in my opinion, screwed up. Um, it also allows for a complete, like, the only people that can get recreational licenses are existing businesses in the state, which, you know, may or may not be good for them. Um, no employment protections. Um, and also, uh, Arizona, unlike all the other states, um, has one blanket definition for what cannabis is um, that does not differentiate between a clone, a veg plant, or something in flower. Six plants is six plants. That includes clones. That includes, it actually includes seeds in the definition. Um, so again, the, the definition of what a cannabis plant is in Prop 205 is kind of BS, if you ask me, and it needs to be better defined. Um, 
it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, so that's Arizona's. Um, I'll get a better, I'll touch on Arizona again next week. Um, I was trying to do this and I had some problems researching some of the stuff. It's hard to find like, um, that thing on Arizona problems. that you just mentioned there. Yep. Like that would put somebody like me who I need my meds. I mean, I'm completely off all the oxy. I'm completely off the opiates because of this plant. There's no way I could provide for myself indoors with six plants. Just exactly I'm physically not capable. Oh, hey, by the way, I forgot to say congratulations on getting off those opiates, man. That's that's a big I'll, accomplishment I'll, I'll you should be very it. proud Thank of. You. I'll take congratulations. It. Oh yeah, thanks for sure. Some some people don't make it out of that alive, so it's yeah. Yeah. So, I was I was afraid staring down the barrel of those pills. Yeah, I I didn't know old people that ate the kinds of pills they were giving me. Yeah, so, actually, yeah, I just this installed plant a, saved my ass. Saved just, my fucking ass. I just you, installed a security system for somebody, a bunch of cameras and stuff on their grow, and their their father-in-law who refused to try cannabis because he didn't take drugs accidentally overdosed on his medication uh, just like maybe a month ago. And it, it's just a, a sad thing. And it, and it happens way more. And I think people, you know, even they didn't, you know, I don't feel like really wanted to discuss it. You know, it's kind of an embarrassing thing, but you know, it's one of those things we got to put out there, you know, I think it yeah. needs to be talked about. And so on, on the, as downer as that is, that's why I'm so happy for you to see you sitting there. It's great. And, and so you're touching on a really great topic, Tommy. Why don't you touch on, so a lot of people are like, oh, well, who the hell needs more than six plants? Like, you're clearly, like, growing for other people is another argument I've actually heard quite a few times. Or if you're doing more than six plants, you're just growing for profit or whatever. Why don't you, because I know just as well as you do that you need it. With, I've gone through back stuff and digestive tracks. Well, why don't you explain well, to them the, sure, all yeah. everything that entails with why you need more? Well, you know, just to kind of put it in perspective, I, I spent some time with you and I, I was blown away by the amount of uh, meds that, that people can go through. We're, we're like really, really light. We have a tiny plastic bong here. We don't even have glass. And that's like our THC stuff that we smoke is a little thing like that. However, I go through huge amounts of something called ACDC. And that's a uh, high CBD plant. Now, I need some THC stuff too, and, and I, I eat the oils, but it's a lot of material. Um, it, you know, because you, you have to, I soak it in a coconut oil and everything like that, and I just basically eat my medicine throughout the day. But I wind up going through copious amounts of plant material. Um, so, yeah, it, it does take a lot of plants. And then because of, you know, my physical and it, stuff, and that, that's while doing it in the most bioavailable way possible, the, the, taking the most advantage of what's already there in the plant that we can as, you know, consuming goes. Oh yeah, if I were to smoke my meds, I would need at least twice, really three times as much stuff because, you know, it goes away in smoke. So we even just, pro we eat it. And still, we, you know, we, I, I, I need a lot, like a horse needs a, a field of, of grass. That's the amount of CBD that I need equal literally handfuls of, of opiates. And, and it, for me, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm not 
say if it works for anybody else. I just know for me, that seems to be my gig. And then to get that much material with the kind of pain that I have, um, I cannot, simply can, it's just not physics. And I'm into physics. I love physics, quantum physics, regular Newtonian physics, all of it. Uh, I like my train sets. I work with, you know, geeky things with the internet. You know, so I, I like all that kind of stuff. So there's no way physically I could have what I need to consume on six plants. It's just, it, it's ludicrous. Um, hey, I suck. I mean, I'm only at this three years. Uh, I'm just really starting to get it. You, and if you don't think I suck, you can look through some of my old videos and go like, good God, I can't believe this guy's doing that. So imagine being in my shoes. I was on handfuls of pills. I couldn't read a sentence. I, I mean, let alone read a, one of these growing Bible things. I, when I would get to the end of a sentence on that many drugs, I didn't know what the first part of the sentence was. I had to watch videos over and over again in order to kind of figure out some of this stuff here. And to tell somebody like me, okay, who I, I've played fair, I've played by the rules, you know, had contracting company, did great work, employed people, all sorts of stuff, brought up a family, you know, and all of a sudden in the middle about doing volunteer work, I stand up, I stretch back, bam, I'm in bed, wiped out, and then they're just pouring pills down me saying, oh no, there's absolutely no operation we can do. I suck at growing. I can't read a sentence. And you're going to tell somebody like me, I got six plants to try. You know, it's insane. That's, it's, that's, it's cruel. It's flat out cruel. And you know, I think fortunately that, I had people around that helped me and donated stuff and got me going, but that's, that's just cruel. I think it's, that's exactly right. And, and on the same line too, is when they start limiting the amount of medicine that you can have in a package. Because, yeah. you know, we talked about this before when they, they limited the uh, the dosage you can have in edibles um, here and it drastically changed the amount that people spend on their medicine. I mean, just imagine being somebody that, that couldn't do it at all. You know, there's people out there that, you know, don't have supportive family members or yeah. don't, don't have a, a place to grow or don't even, uh, you know, don't even have a place at all. Um, in terms of, of, of a place that they own, you know, maybe they rent, you have no control over whether or not you can grow. So not only are, you know, do you not own a home, but you're probably paying, you know, a significant amount of rent for a place that you can't grow your own medicine at. And then you go to the dispensary to buy your RSO and you find out now you have to buy 10 times as many packages as you bought before because you can't have the same amount of dosage in it. It can't be, the edible that you bought before that had a hundred milligrams in it, uh, or the, I should say the RSO tube that you bought, uh, that had a hundred milligrams in it before. Now you have to buy 10 different ones to equal the same dosage you had before. And that's 10, 10, uh, 10 more tubes, packages. Tubes of plastic, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that cost to the, you know, right. to the grower or the manufacturer yeah. who obviously doesn't want to do it either. Um, you know, they want to put more stuff in, in inside of a package and sell larger quantities. It's bad for business. It's bad for patients. And it, you know, probably increased uh, the average patient who just goes into a dispensary and buys their RSO or edibles by, I would say, at least 70% um, just because you, you have to buy that much extra packaging. Um, 
So that, you know, that's the same, I feel like along the same lines um, as well. So you have to watch out for that stuff in legislation as well and make sure that they're not trying to, because they did that here in Oregon, they did it in Colorado, and I think they're either working on it or already did it in Washington. And uh, there's really no logic behind it. You know, they, they say that they need to protect yeah. the kids from large doses. And I don't really know what so, that well, means. Sometimes you, sometimes you, you need those a, large doses. You can give a kid a couple 10, weeks ago, I just had yeah. teeth pulled out, and all I used was cannabis oil. And I, I, did, I didn't even uh, – I did cannabis oil and Tylenol and ibuprofen, those three things. And, and they pulled two teeth out and did bone surgery. I didn't even use opiates for that. <laughs> but I, I ate a shit ton of oil. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. Just make sure you don't pass that threshold. You don't want to be, you want to be seeing shapes and stuff while you're uh, sitting in a dentist <laughs> no. chair. That wouldn't be cool. Yeah, you know the, they did the Novocaine when they pulled the teeth, but afterward, you know, like right. when they eat the, yeah, I I just went, I used a whole bunch of can, but I had like a crazy amount. You know, I wouldn't ever suggest it for somebody. Well, right. so that's so another. Got me through. And that's another good point about Amendment 64. Amendment 64 wants every single dosage for a concentrate or an edible to be 10 milligrams. Now, please tell me how the hell I'm supposed to make a 10 milligram dab. What am I going to do? Put it on the head of a pin? Seriously. Like, I don't honestly know how to make a dab small enough to make it a 10 milligram dosage. I, I really don't. Like, how would you, are they going to squish it paper thin and then like, you know, grid cut it so that I don't even know how they would even attempt to do that. Like, did is anyone that's writing this crap all involved in the industry or is this like the pet trade? In fact, I used to work in the pet trade and Philadelphia wanted to ban venomous snakes. What do the lawyers do? They wrote it up so that it bans anything with a venom gland, making beekeeping, keeping coral, keeping stingrays, um, you name it, if it has a venom gland, you're not allowed to keep it. Spiders, can't keep tarantulas, can't tarantulas. keep scorpions. Um, you know, and Why that's my ex yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> can't keep her either. Well, you know, maybe that's like, you, you can move I there felt. to make sure she can't, you know, but keep why her would you want to keep her? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're not going there. It's a family show. See, see that would guarantee she went out of state, right? Probably the weirdest thing you couldn't keep then would have to be a platypus because they have venom glands. Yep. Not poison. Ah, uh, the yeah. platypus. What or doesn't the platypus one, have? Another Here. one, uh, Denver wanted to ban, the city of Denver wanted to ban the private ownership of Komodo dragons. Okay. First off, Komodo dragons are already federally restricted. And you have to pretty much, their site is red listed permitted. So unless you have like a, uh, unless you're like an organization or a public zoo or some kind of like, organ, you know, rehab thing, you can't even attempt, unless you like somehow manage to smuggle it. And even then most smugglers won't touch them because if they get bit, they, they're toast. Oh, like no that movie with uh, Broderick? Yeah, there's no any venom for them. So nobody, <laughs> will, you can't even, even on the black market, you can't even get them because I used to do once allegedly once upon a time worked at a some pet stores that you know may or may not have had in the back room or not um that handled all kinds of crazy things um supposedly so right. um with modified pockets yep so the uh um so the what did the lawyers do they banned the whole genus varanus banning all monitor lizards um 
saltwater or salt and freshwater gobies are technically illegal to keep in most Western states is another good one. All the genus Gobidae. Um, I could go on for hours on horribly written animal law where there's probably one to five species in a whole genus. So what do they do? They ban a whole family or an order, or, you know, completely well, the wrong don't believe thing. In evolution, they'll just, you know, yeah. oh, big word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a duck walks like a duck must be a duck. Yeah. Not nuclear duck. Right. Nuclear duck. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that speech? The nuclear duck speech. Anyways, um, that was a that was a speech Netanyahu gave to the UN about how Iran was a nuclear duck. I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just why. So this whole. Just trying to get legalization and having a few successful states, guys, doesn't mean that like you all legalization is good. You know, you really need to make sure you're taking these on a case by case basis, and that's what we're trying to emphasize. Um, you know, Colorado and Oregon both have been screwed around by or local ordinances where local townships want to start regulating how many plants you can grow in your basement. And crap, like, dude, I'm totally for regulating BHO. Um, you know, or regulating any explosive solvents. I'm cool with that. I don't think anybody disagrees with regulating explosive solvents. But to regulate, you know, just regular plant production and solventless production like rosin is completely ridiculous. And 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 move it, getting rid of and another movement. People trying to get rid of the medical movement, guys. You can't do that. You know, you're going to completely. There's too many people that rely on this just to get through the day. I, me included, Tommy, and a bunch of other people. And to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, we had so many good topics so far. This. Um, so Nevada, Nevada's up next. Nevada is Prop Two, and that's a recreational and. I, I would say vote no on this. And the biggest reasons why is Nevada has only a couple of population centers. You got Reno, Carson City, Vegas, and a couple of others, right? If you live within 25 miles of a dispensary, you are not allowed to grow at home, whether or not you're a rec or medical patient. That is bullshit and a half, okay? And also, only current medical license companies will be able to apply for the first two years. Also sets up, um, um, uh, allows it to tee off so that only bigger companies will really be able to, to get the licenses. And they have a very limited number of rec licenses um, that will be available. Worse than ours here. Yeah. So, it would allow the possession of up to an ounce. Um, the tax revenue would go to um, boost uh, educational funding for schools. There'd be a 15% excise tax on wholesale, um, with the existing sales taxes being applied on the product retail level. But the thing is, is the township can apply one. The count apply an additional tax. The county can apply an additional tax, and the state can apply an additional tax on top of all everything I just told you. So. Um, it also allows and, them yeah, Vegas, local Vegas is not known for doubling down on taxes or anything, right? Yeah, right. So, so yeah, those are the four I wanted to cover today. Um, next time, we're going to cover, uh, as far as legalization, we'll do Massachusetts, which is voting on recreational, which I haven't had a chance to get really dig into. Florida's voting on a medical bill, which I haven't had a chance to properly go through. Arkansas is voting on a medical bill. Um, Montana is voting on a medical initiative as well as North Dakota. 
Um, so those are the bills that I'll be covering next time. I really, I just need to spend more time on them. I'll also have a little additional information on the bills that I had. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, um, and I'm, I didn't get a chance to fill it up for all of these is, um, one thing that's pretty cool about Nevada's law, even though I'm telling you guys to vote no for it is it allows for a whole separate class of license called cannabis lounges and cannabis lounges will, um, uh, allow people to basically have like a cannabis club where you can go buy weed at the counter, smoke it right there and then leave. Um, which is not, there has never been a, a model in any other state legalization bill that has had that in it. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, um, was that Nevada's? No, that was Maine's. I'm sorry. Nevada's bans the, um, the public use for, for conventions and all that stuff. I'm sorry. It was Maine. Maine's the one that has the ahead of so the never mind. Nevada's Maine, unsalvageable. Yeah. Screw screw Maine Nevada. With that crazy Maine, governor? Yeah. Yeah. With well LePage? Paul LePage. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, who knows what he'll do. But. I want to have his baby, yeah. Fucking that guy's nuts. insane. I know. Like, you know what? He's almost as good as um uh the guy from Toronto. What was his name? He passed away. Remember him, the cocaine Ford. Ford, Rob Ford. Ford. Rob Ford. Yeah. Paula Page is America's Rob Ford. Except, yeah. like, not quite as entertaining and a little more offensive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the uh, – so I thought that was really neat about memes. You guys got some – somebody's got something ringing. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll touch on next time. Um, what you, who's got the noise going on? That's probably us here. Stop it. Okay, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, the other thing I was going to mention is I did a, a video on um, on aquaponic teas and nutrient brewing, and I had a couple of follow-up questions or some stuff that people had, and I want to touch on that. The, the molasses is not for iron. Um, in the video, the molasses is actually to feed the microbes. Um, the, uh, it really helps them grow much quicker, and um, it, it works really, really well. Um, and uh, you can also change up your sugars. I like using pineapple juice. Um, you can use raw cane sugar. Um, you know, you can change it up with a wide variety of different sugars, and you'll you'll have different results. And I, you know, highly recommend experimenting with it. Um, you can also experiment with various various ethanols. Um, you can use ethanols for denitrification. I actually used to use that regularly on high-end reef tanks. Um, you call it vodka dosing. You dose vodka to feed the Acetobacter um, bacteria that will then feed on the nitrates and help reduce your, your nitrogen levels in the, in the system, or at least reduce the toxic levels um, to the coral and things like that. Um, the other thing is um, people had a couple questions on the pH stuff. Um, I want to touch on that again, and we'll just touch on pH in general um, as far as pH up and pH down for aquaponic systems. My, my current favorite is to use dolomite and potassium silicate for an alternating between the two for um, my um, – a pH up. Um, you can get really good powdered versions of both of those, um, and they work extremely well. Um, and uh, it's just great. You get cal calmag, uh, the dolomite calcium magnesium carbonate, and then the potassium silicate for, for your, your alternate for the potassium and the silica. Um, and um, for pH down, the, the phosphoric acid, and that's you know pretty much how I do most of my down. Um, if you're going to do a really large system off the bat, 
So say I have like a 10,000 gallon plus system or a 5,000 gallon plus system or something really big and I don't want to spend a bunch of money on phosphoric acid. You can go to the beer store, get a couple bricks of um, dry ice, toss it in there, and the carbonic acid will burn through the carbonates and help you uh, lower the pH of that, and you can crash the pH of the water, and then um, once you're all uh, said and done, you can um, raise it back up to where you want it to be if you end up having to burn through a pretty high um, carbonate buffer or something like that. It's a great way to do that with um, you know no residuals left over. Um, plus, it makes your whole room look spooky. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's some follow-up questions I had um, from some of the stuff I posted earlier. Oh, hey, um, Steve, I was going to ask you, I've never tried it before, but I keep reading about using driftwood to lower pH. You know how effective yeah. that is? So it's the tannins in it that actually make the water more acidic, but you have to be careful. Some tannins can be toxic to fish. Some of them can also be... Um, um, harmful to certain plants. So it really, you gotta be careful on what wood you use for it. Um, it's more useful for doing it for like fish tanks and smaller volume stuff than larger, larger, more um, microbial heavy setups like, like an aquaponic system. You can do it, but it's not, it takes so long and it's just, it's not gonna fix anything quick enough to honestly be worth it. Um, you know, if you're having problems and you're struggling with keeping your pH up, you know, you can put some some chunky like gravel type aragonite or um, dolomite in the system. Just be mindful that if you have a lot of free calcium in the system, sometimes it can affect your phosphorus uptake. So you want to make sure that you're, um, you know, keeping your, your phosphorus dosing up as well because excess calcium can, can affect your phosphorus uptake. And I think we've touched on that in the phosphorus episode, what the ratio was. I don't remember it off the top of my head at the moment. I think it was three to one. I forget. It's in the other episode. So if you um, have an existing system, pretty much phosphoric acid is about, you know, I would, I still think is the best option. I haven't found anything Absolutely. I like better for, for pH down. How about you? No, that's, that's really the best. Um, you can also use, um, um, muriatic acid if you absolutely have to but um, I really you know advise against it um, if you can just burn the crap out of yourself or the fish or you can damage your plumbing and and other stuff if you happen to use it wrong so depending on what kind of muriatic acid is just hydrochloric acid right yep so but uh, yeah as far as, as pH up and pH down goes um, and doing your nutrient teas. Um, the other thing is, is that you want to brew it. Uh, one of the things I forgot to leave out, I'm actually going to do a follow-up video, but you want to brew it for between 24 and 48 hours. Um, you can also do up to 72, but after 72, it starts to die off and the pH will start to raise. Um, so you generally want to use it between that 24 and 48 hour window um, when you're brewing your teas. Um, did you guys, uh, Marty, did you have any other um, I guess topic specifically this week. I didn't. I was so focused on trying to get all the bill stuff. I didn't really put together a whole lot of other stuff for the episode. I did. Um, there was a product I saw at the cup. I forget what it was that I wanted to plug, and I don't remember what it was at the moment. But I'm sure I'll think of it. Uh no. That that was about it for me. Okay. Did you guys have any other topics or any other things that you guys um? 
touchdown questions and no, it just kind of came to hang, see what was going on over here. And uh, thanks for the invite. Really uh, fun to hang with you. And thanks for checking out the back cave. Yeah, it looks well, like I you really guys made some good progress over there. Ready. Yeah, I yeah, really appreciate you guys coming on and uh, taking the time to join us. Um, I'd love to do some kind of uh, some kind of thing on you guys' channel to do some kind of cross cross uh, channel thing uh, when we can we can arrange that and um, yeah we'll, we'll have a blast here and uh, I'll be yeah, in SoCal for a bit. I know going to uh, do some stuff with the school system so he'll have some reports on what he's doing with you there and uh, probably yeah that'll fun. be fun. Yeah I think that it would be cool to uh, you know maybe help you convert over one of your like maybe your bedroom first over to an aquaponic system. And uh, you know, let you get a chance to play with it um, in a place where you know, you're just vegging plants makes it a little easier. Or cloning, I do all my cloning in just aquaponic systems as well. So, uh, you know, if you guys want the information on that? Just uh, hit us up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're we we definitely know we got a whole we got three years building this and getting to here. We figure, okay, now we got to take the next three years and learn how to do this. Well, your your grow room looks cooler than just about any other grow room I've seen in quite a long time. Definitely outside of Colorado, that's for sure. So uh, that was a real trick and just how you guys went about it and I don't know how slick everything looks. Is, it looks real neat. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It looks very fun. You know, we grow medicine. That's that's our ticket. And you, you want it to come out of something nice because you're going to be eating it every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Alrighty, well, um, if you guys want to check out them, they're uh, Old Fart Grows at um, on YouTube, uh, and you can also email him at oldfartgrows at gmail dot com uh, if you guys have any questions for them. And uh, I don't know, you guys have anything else you want to plug as far as plugs go or websites or anything? Oh, uh, oh no, we we, we uh, not really. We're just kind of hanging out here in our garden. We're actually starting to get involved in the community now, so yeah, we don't we don't know a whole lot. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, and then uh, you can find me at potentponics.com, potentponics on YouTube, potentponics at Gmail, um, Twitter. Uh, somebody told me I should get an Instagram account. I might actually get around to doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, that seems to be the thing these days. I hate having to like do new social media. It's so annoying. Well, whenever um, somebody says Graham, I definitely don't think of pictures, so... That's my, yeah. that's my hangout. The Instagram's not that bad. Yeah, I uh, I started one of those. I actually uh, did an Instagram from Den and Perone Day up on the things. And uh, yeah, you oh, can, yeah. can kind of pop a few things. People like it. I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> cool. Right on. Well, you can find me at AP Meds on YouTube. And uh, you can also check us out on the uh, Facebook group, Aquaponic Cannabis Growers. Um, you know, we get more members on there all the time. And that's where, you know, we post pictures and a little more information and stuff like that. So um, you can definitely check us out there. And um, I posted some of my harvest pictures and stuff from the outdoor. So definitely check those out. Right now, you can see stuff drying pretty much all over out here. I have uh, <clears throat> some videos up on that stuff. And I'll probably put up some pictures of my my decoupled aquaponic system so it's just a 
uh, basically just soil, no-till soil fed with a fish tank. And that's what you see most of this stuff hanging up here in the aquaponic stuff up here on the rack. So, um, so yeah, check it out there, AP Meds. And uh, it was nice to meet you guys and check out your grow. I'll, uh, I haven't been on your channel yet, but I'll definitely check it out and oh, check out some of your videos. Cool. Yeah, and um, also be sure to check us out over at uh, Dude Grows. Um, reach us um, there at um, aquaponicpodcast.com. I'll take it to the aquaponic section where um, Vlad, Marty, and I all do some writing, um, different blog posts and stuff. I'll also be doing um, – oh, I got one other last announcement I forgot to mention earlier. Um, I'll actually be doing some writing now for Herb.co, um, which is a really big European um, – yeah, well, I think they're based in Europe. Let me double – Europe or New Zealand? Hold on. Should I get it right? Um, but herb.co is a, is a cannabis website. I believe they're New Zealand. Let me double check. But uh, I'm supposed to have the first thing got set up with them this past weekend. Uh, I'll be doing a bunch of writing for them. So definitely be sure to, uh, to check out the stuff. I'll be sure to, to post it and let you guys know when it starts going up. But I uh, um, was excited to let you guys know about that. Right on. Sounds fun. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll uh, catch you guys again next week. And um, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys again soon. Cheers. All right. Have a groovy day.